0: Is what you want to get accomplished this week realistic, or are you setting yourself up for disappointment? That's what we're looking at this week. Hello and welcome to episode 284 of the Working With podcast. A podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline, and I am your host for this show. What do you want to get accomplished this week? What are the big rocks you want to deal with? So you end the week knowing you've got what needed to be done, done. If you don't know, your week is already destroyed. It's destroyed because if you don't know what you want to get accomplished that week, then someone else will tell you what to do. And that means you're working on other people's agendas and benevolently helping them to achieve their goals. But where does that leave you? When it comes to promotion opportunities, who's going to get the promotion? You who are running around dealing with everyone else's issues and work and as a consequence, a con- and as a consequence not getting much done, or the person who is getting their task completed on time and consistently moving things forward each week? Ultimately, it all comes down to making a decision. Will you spend 30 minutes or so at the end of the week looking ahead and establishing some objectives for the following week or not? Only you can make that decision or find an excuse. Either way, on this issue, only you can make that choice. And so, this naturally leads me to handing you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Julia. Julia asks, Hi Carl, I know weekly planning is important and I try to do it, but when I get to the end of the week, I'm just so relieved the week is over and the last thing I want to do is think about the next week. I know this is impacting my career prospects and was wondering if there is something I can do that will motivate me to do something about planning the week. Hi Julie, thank you for your question. Firstly, this is an area I know so many people struggle with. I think everyone knows the advantages and importance of having some kind of plan for the week, yet it can be hard to motivate ourselves to spend a little time looking ahead and deciding what needs to get done the following week. However, before we can get to the planning stage, there is something very important that needs addressing. That is asking yourself what can you realistically get done the following week. I suspect most people don't do or stop doing a weekly plan because they very rarely, if ever, accomplish anything they plan anyway. If you spent an hour or two, and yes, some people do waste that much time planning the week, and then never get close to completing that plan, what's the point? Why bother in the first place? This is why you do not want to be spending hours and hours on a weekly plan. It's a waste of time. You see, there are far too many unknowns. You have no idea how many emails you will get on Tuesday morning, let alone what your boss will ask you to do via WhatsApp or Slack on Monday afternoon. In a way, this is the missing piece of planning a week that almost everyone overlooks all the unknowns that will be thrown at you throughout the week. It's these that have an enormous impact on what you can and cannot get done in a week. I recently learned that author Geoffrey Archer disappears to Marbella from the 27th of December to around the first week of February to completely focus on his writing. During those five to six weeks, he does nothing else but write. He effectively removes himself from the possibility of distractions in order to get his work done. It's this that allows him the confidence to know that he will complete his first draft in those few weeks. Now, it's unlikely you have the luxury to be able to disappear and remove all possibility of distractions to focus on your work which means you also lose the confidence to know with almost complete certainty what you will be able to accomplish in a given week. But that's okay, because you don't need to know with absolute confidence what you can accomplish in a week. All you need to know is what you want to get accomplished in a week. Now, This begins with knowing what your core work is. That is the work you are employed to do. The absolute basics. For me, that means writing a blog post, two newsletters, the script for this podcast and recording two YouTube videos. I also have between 15 and 20 hours of meetings each week and I need around an hour a day to deal with my communications. In total, I need around 33 hours each week To complete my non-negotiable work. Now let's say I want to work on some projects too. If I were to work a 40-hour week and still have seven hours to play with, that's an hour a day on average for project work and to deal with the unexpected. I've found that's more than enough to keep things moving forward. Sure, from time to time I need more time to deal with an emergency or to unstick a project but that doesn't happen every week. So on average, when I begin each week, I know as long as I have a plan to cover my core work and get that done, I have enough time. However, if you do not have a plan, you introduce the biggest problem. Uncertainty. How much time are you losing each day trying to decide what to do? Should you do this or should you do that? Perhaps you should make a start on that thing, but then you'd better finish this thing off first. No, wait, you better check your email. There might be something important in there. How many times a day do you have that conversation with yourself? It's conversations like that that demonstrates clearly the disadvantages of not knowing what you want to get done that week. When you know that project A needs to be moved forward this week, that conversation does not happen. You know you need to move it forward, so you open up your project notes and get started. If you've done a plan for the week, you know what you want to do. It could be you want to get the design proofs off to your boss for approval, or it might be to send out a a tender to five contractors. If you've done a plan for the week, you know precisely what you want to get done and there's no uncertainty or hesitation. The only decision you need to make is when will you sit down and do the work. And making, making decisions is considerably easier than trying to decide what to do in the first place. Deciding what to do in the moment is hard. It's what I would describe as a pressure decision. With no plan, you're rushing into making a decision based on very limited information. It's like trying to make a decision about which direction to go in the bottom of a foggy valley. When you do a weekly plan, that's your chance to clamber up to the highest peak of the valley and look ahead with clear blue skies you can see all around you where the dangers are which direction to go and where you currently are it's a much clearer view than what you get at the bottom of the valley where the fog is settled the resistance to planning the week can be attributed to many things the idea you don't want to think about work at the end of the week or the thought it's going to take you 2 or 3 hours to do it properly And that's understandable. After all, if you've read David Allen's book Getting Things Done or read an article about the weekly review, it's likely you think two or three hours is normal. But it's not. Sure, the first time you do plan the week, it could take you two or three hours or more. But that's just the first time you do it. You're unsure. You don't know where to start or where to look. And of course, you will be slow. Let's be honest. When you took your first steps in from in front of your parents, I bet you didn't walk across the room particularly fast, did you? No, you stumbled, fell down and walked very unsteadily. At the same time, with weekly planning, the first and second ones will be slow. But by the time you do your third one, you will have cut the time down significantly And the more times you complete one, the faster you will get. To give you a reference point, my weekly planning takes on average 30 minutes. I know where to look. I know what to look for. And I know how to add dates to the things that need to be done the following week. And now, when should you do the weekly planning? Okay, so I did a lot of research into this a couple of years ago. I've also experimented on myself. What I've found is the best time to do your weekly planning is Saturday morning. Now for those of you who have strict rules about work and personal life and have just spat out a mouthful of your coffee, hear me out. Why Saturday morning? Well, the first thing is you're not going to be tired. That excuse is squashed immediately. You can sleep an extra hour, wake up slowly and gently. Well, you can if you don't have a young family. More importantly, though, you get it done early so you can then enjoy the weekend without sudden anxiety attacks about what you think you must get done next week. You prevent that from happening because you will already have cleared your mind And can then relax and actually enjoy the weekend without worrying about what you may or may not need to get done the following week. Saturday morning is also a time when the week just gone by is still fresh in your mind and you are not going to be disturbed. Now all you are asking for is 30 minutes. That's a small sacrifice for a weekend free of anxiety and worry, isn't it? This is why I don't recommend doing your planning on Sunday evening. That leaves you at the mercy of worrying thoughts about the week ahead all weekend. That's not going to give you a pleasant weekend, and it's very difficult to pick yourself up off the sofa and go power up your computer and yourself and start planning the week after a lovely, relaxing weekend. No, get it done early so you can relax and enjoy the weekend free from thoughts about work and the horrors that may reveal themselves to you at 8.30am on Monday morning. So there you go, Julie. I hope that helps and gives you a little motivation for doing a weekly planning session. Enjoy it. Put on some of your favourite music. Make yourself a lovely cup of tea and smile. You know you're doing the right thing. Thank you for your question and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week.